The following program has been paid for by TD Touchpoints. The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KFYI or iHeartMedia. This is the Carol Royce Real Estate Radio Show on News Talk 550 KFYI. Hey, welcome everybody on this fabulous Sunday afternoon. I am Carol Royce. I'm your host here every single Sunday. Uh, I will say that Vicki Middlebrook is out with clients today <laughs> showing houses. And of course, I am in the studio with none other than Josh Collum. Hey there. Hey there, Josh. You know, Josh... It was 115. It, it was 117. Was. <laughs> Today's a little cooler. I'll take it. <laughs> I will too. Because and you were craving this heat. I know it. I know it. And you know, my car has. I drive a luxury car because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about our luxury market. But I have the. Uh, uh, my seats are air conditioned. Uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> so you mean in that Tesla, that plug-in thing that you drive? There's no. Air conditioned seats. The one feature I wish they would have included. (laughs) But hey, I still managed to survive the summer nonetheless. We are going to get through this, Josh. Mm -hmm. We are. So let's talk a little bit about our Arizona high-end market. What is going on out there in the luxury market? And then I want to bring up something that I read in the Wall Street Journal last week having to do with our Arizona luxury market, okay? Yeah, well, let's uh, dive into this week's luxury report. All numbers are compiled from the Arizona Multiple Regionalists Service, servicing Maricopa and Pinal counties. Currently, there's 1,498 homes for sale in that luxury market. Mm-hmm. The average price for those is $2.69 million, with days on market at 118. Mm, okay. There's also 93 coming soon homes available. So the cool thing about coming soons are these are homes that... You know, you're not going to have access to on sites like Zillow, Realtor.com, no, you're not. but we no, might be not. able to get you into them. So we if can you've been probably look- get you into them, yeah. I would say yes. Okay. <laughs> Some are go- undergoing a little bit of work, but we can certainly try. And if mm-hmm. you've been out there looking and you're just not finding what you're looking for, this could be it. So we can get you there. As far as under contract, there's 684 houses under contract, priced from one million to a high of 30.6 million. Okay, good. The average days on that is two, or uh, average price on that is 2.27 million, with the average days on market at 90 days. Okay. Since last week's show, there's been 87 homes that have closed, um, from 985,000 to a high of four million. The average price is $1.53 million, which is a little lower. Mm-hmm. And the average days on market for those was 91 days. Okay, so here's what I'm seeing from your report, Josh. Okay, so we're taking a look at the at the actives. There's 118 days on the market. Mm-hmm. Still pretty darn good. You know, four months, not bad. Yeah, if healthy number for luxury. If you a high-end home, to get it sold in four months is really not... That's a good result. Mm-hmm. And then what I'm seeing you say, too, are those that are under contract. Those went in 90 days, and that's the tail of our market. Yeah. It is a fast market. It is. And ultimately, the prices have kind of come down. Uh Um, The average list price for the actives is 2.69 mil, whereas the average for the closed is 1.53. I feel like that's more buyer trend, but we Mm -hmm. do notice that the luxury market is a lot more seasonal. Um, It doesn't surprise me that we have lower listings right now just because a lot of sellers and buyers take this time off. They do. They do. And we're talking to a lot of sellers now Mm -hmm. that are saying, okay, Carol, we about mid-September. We want to get our home on the market. Yeah. Uh, we vacations over. Kids are back in school. Our mm-hmm. lives have settled down. And you would think, Josh, that because of that, they wouldn't want to get on the market, right? <laughs> exactly. But it's the opposite is true. We're thinking of now getting our home on the market, and we would like to be moved 
into a new place by the first of the year or mm -hmm. shortly thereafter. Yeah, definitely. So I think we're going to start to see a, a bustle in the luxury market. We are. We are. There's going to be more inventory, more vendors working on these houses, more things popping up. And I think ultimately more sales as more buyers are in the market. You know, Josh, I'm an avid reader of the Wall Street Journal, and mm -hmm. I, I like to have it delivered on my front doorstep. <laughs> that you do. You can read it online, and I'm sure I'm sure the Gen Xers and, and the Millennials and would One like to day, read it. One day, Gen Z. I'm telling you what, I want to pick that paper up. I want to smell that newsprint and mm -hmm. look at that ink, and I want to read it. And So I was cruising through it, and Andrew Trierley, who is a renowned appraiser in Arizona, mm -hmm. Scottsdale Paradise Valley mainly, they quoted him. And here's what Andrew said about the greater Phoenix market. He said 2024 looks like a boom year for high-end home sales in that marketplace mm -hmm. and, and much more cash coming into the market. I, I would say so. I mean, Appraisers are looking at all different sorts of things, and mm -hmm. luckily our luxury market hasn't really been overly affected. But what I know is a lot more jobs have been coming here. Well, that's We've true. We've seen a lot more immigration into mm -hmm. Arizona. More mm -hmm. people are talking about Arizona mm -hmm. from beyond the state lines. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just going to transcend into the luxury market that much more. I think if the interest rates do come down a little, we might start to see a little bit more financing in that luxury market, which may also help with 2024 being a, a bigger mm -hmm. year. Well, let's just think about something, Josh. Mm -hmm. So say you're sitting in Los Angeles, LA yeah. County, San Diego, doesn't matter. You can take your pick, any county in, in California that you want. And you're putting your home on the market. Mm -hmm. uh, you're probably going to get a million dollars plus for that home. Mm -hmm. Just right. from averages, Just, yeah. And and it's a small home. <laughs> it's a small it's home, probably special. built in the 50s. And you come carport. to Arizona and you take a look at our at our prices. And so, you know, of the actives right now, the average price is what you said is is, is just a little over $2 million. Mm -hmm. Well, you're coming here from California and you're taking a look at what you can get for $2 million. Yeah. Your eyes get big, you get butterflies in your stomach, and you can't wait to go out and, <laughs> and put an offer. It's exciting. I mean, for a lot of people, this is lifestyle for them. They're yeah. try finally getting to experience luxury lifestyle. They've been in that price point all this time, but now they get the full amenities that come with it. And I think that's been a big... You mean like... A second bathroom. <laughs> you mean like a two-car garage mm -hmm. more than a carport? But here, they're probably going to get four or five bathrooms exactly. and a four-car garage, mm -hmm. a bigger lot. They're going to get that beautiful swimming pool. Community features, oh, all sorts gosh. of benefits, mm -hmm. really. And so it's exciting. I mean, I, I really am seeing why so many people have been flocking here lately. I've always known the beauty in the state because I've been born and raised, but it's we're, we're definitely getting a lot more people here, and I think they're really... Uh, a spotlight's been shed on Arizona, and we're just going to see more we're, of that. We're going to see more, and and I'm I, I it seems like I'm going to pick on California today, mm -hmm. and I'm just <laughs> going to say that I'm going to pick on California today. But I read too recently that the Nordstrom's flagship mm -hmm, store closed in San Francisco, so a lot of your high end retail is leaving some of these inner cities mm -hmm. and going because of crime and because of other things. But you know, in Arizona. It, we, we, our stores are open. We have beautiful, fabulous boutiques. We have, we have our, of course, we have Nordstrom's and, and all of your department stores and Saxon. Uh, 
they're, they're all here and they're all welcoming you as well as our neighborhoods. They're here along with a lot of these luxury ho- hotels. I know the Ritz Carlton has their, oh, um, their I, huge I condominium want, complex. I want to say I'm excited. <laughs> Caesar's Palace is mm-hmm. coming to Scottsdale Fashion Square. So even a lot of the luxury um, hotels and just all of that is coming. And with that comes all of the shopping as well. Um, so lifestyle here is only going to be more and more improved in the luxury standpoint. And I can just see a lot more people, you know, taking advantage of that. And one thing too, not to pick on California, but they instated that luxury sales tax oh, this yeah. year. And yeah. so that's going to be a big decision for anyone looking to buy whether that's you know a multi-million dollar property out there or the same out here, it's one less penalty they incur by you know thinking of Arizona. So and and we are seeing those transplants come into mm-hmm. our state, and with them they're bringing some cash and they're buying a lot of these houses cash. Mm-hmm. They're good quality buyers, uh, whether or not. You love them or you don't love them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They're on their way here, right, Josh? They are, and I mean, we have the product. It's I, I would say more and more these past few years, we've seen more of these seventy-five million dollar, thirty million dollar, fourteen million dollar homes pop well, up. Exactly, and you said the highest under contract was listed at thirty point six million. Mm-hmm. That's a very healthy price tag. <laughs> it is. So, uh, nonetheless, I just think it's all. A reason why we're going to notice a boom in 2024 there's just more product more excitement more amenities for anyone who's living outside of state and not fully getting that luxury experience more businesses i mean it's all adding up to a recipe for um you know probably a rise in these prices i think so too i think, I think the demand's so gonna go up supply will probably go down and it will it will absolutely will well hey this has been a great conversation talking about our arizona high-end market and i can tell you josh it wasn't that many years ago that we were talking about our high-end market and and if we had a house that hit 10 million that was <laughs> ultra luxury and mm-hmm. we were so very excited and now today it's not unusual to hear 25 million 30 million 75 million. I mean, Arizona has truly grown up. And not only the greater Phoenix area, which includes, of course, Paradise Valley, Scottsdale, and Mm -hmm. the west side and and the east side. But also, when you take a look at Tucson, when you take a look at Flagstaff, there are some very high-end homes that are selling in Tucson Mm -hmm. and very high-end homes that are selling in Flagstaff. So it's a statewide phenomenon. Definitely. I think a lot of people, when they think of luxury, it's synonymous with Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, but even cities in the exurbs, say mm-hmm. your Glendales, your Peorias, your mm-hmm. Santan Valleys, there's tons of properties out in these cities, let alone more so inward, Chandler, Gilbert, where you get the amenities, you get the mountain views, you might even be on a mountain. <laughs> I mean, these price points go up high in these cities mm-hmm. as well. So it's not just exclusive to Paradise Valley. No, it really isn't. Uh, and and like you said, the suburbs are experiencing too. And these mm-hmm. are beautiful properties. These are estate-sized properties many times on larger lots yeah. in private gated communities. I mean, they are absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. to behold. Yeah, it's exciting. And if you're on the market for one of these, we can help you find it. We can find the perfect home for you if you're not really sure on area and you're just moving here again we've got you covered we know the area like the back of our um hand Uh, or if you're selling josh we can we can help you with that too because Mm -hmm. we do have a luxury division at the carol royce team who specialize in selling high-end homes and we've got the clientele too Mm -hmm. what a wonderful what a wonderful day this is josh i'm glad that you're here and i'm wishing vicky every success out there (laughs) Uh, i know she's been a busy 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 be today. 
So coming back, we're going to have David Ryder. He's going to be talking to us about the Arizona real estate purchase contract and why it's so important to work with real estate agents that know the purchase contract, the buyer's uh, inspection, and um, all of the other documents associated with the sale of a home. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Carol Royce, and I'm your host here every single Sunday afternoon. And of course, Josh. I'm with you, my buddy. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's always going good, Josh. And then today we have David Ryder. Hello, Carol. Hello, David. And many times, David, you come on the show and you represent Nexa Mortgage. Yes. So you wear two hats. Yes, I do. I have the front hat and the back hat. All right. So <laughs> what hat are you wearing for this segment? I'm going to wear my broker hat. My broker. designated mm-hmm. real estate brokerage hat. Now, David... Brokers are are absolutely required by the Arizona Department of Real Estate for any real estate company. There has to be a designated broker. That is correct. There is always one person who, no matter what, has a target on their back. If there's a problem, (laughs) if there's an issue, the way Arizona law state, the designated broker is the primary person responsible for everything that goes in that office. So you strap me on with some stuff. Goodness, Josh, everything (laughs) that goes on. Oh my goodness. Okay, so that so that that says a lot. It's a heavy hat to wear. (laughs) Yeah, that's a heavy hat to wear. Want to talk with you, David and Josh, uh, something about you know our real estate market, Mm -hmm. but but some of the forms, Josh. When we go out and we meet with a seller. Especially, there are a lot of listing forms to fill out. We have fair housing. We have the the uh, exclusive right to sell. We have the data input sheet. Many many mm-hmm. forms. When we work with a buyer, the forms are much different. David. Yes. They are very different. But no matter if you're working for a buyer or a seller, no matter, you better know what the forms are. You better know the contract. You know, we have a saying, he or she that knows the contract wins. That's exactly right. Now, Arizona Department of Real Estate, they have taken our residential purchase contracts and they've filled in a lot. So there are a few blanks that we as agents need to fill in on behalf of the seller and or buyer. Yes. That's good. So, of course, we need to fill in the address. Uh, If we're representing a buyer, we have to fill in the price, the -hmm. closing date, uh, and 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 then just go through that contract and fill in mm-hmm. many other blanks. All the variable details. You mm-hmm. know, with the contract, you have some set details, mm-hmm. but then you have variables that are per property, and we have to address those as well. Absolutely. Josh, did you want to say something? Yeah, I mean, it really depends, like, which side you're working with. But one thing that I've noticed a lot out there is I've worked with some agents, um, and whether I'm the seller or the buyer, you know, the title company is something that's often negotiated. And I've had some buyer agents say, well, no, the buyer gets to pick. And I'm like, no, this is a negotiation. <laughs> so yeah. whatever side we're representing, I mean, we're um, educating our clients as to how the contract works, because like David said, whoever knows it wins. Mm-hmm. Whoever knows the contract wins. Josh, would you say the members of the Carol Royce team know the contract? <laughs> we study it extensively. We do, because David, I've mm-hmm. always said, you live and die by these contracts. They are legal documents. We're one of the few states where mm-hmm. we're acting almost as an attorney, attorney. to draw mm-hmm. this document mm-hmm. up. Many mm-hmm. places charge more for a real estate transaction for the attorney. Here in the state of Arizona, we train and the, who knows these documents wins. You I, have to know. Absolutely. Them. And 
And and by knowing the documents, Josh, by knowing what we're doing and how we're doing it and being able to explain it to the seller and or the buyer, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it just it, it brings clarity. Yeah. It keeps the agent out of trouble, but more than anything, it allows that seller or the buyer to know exactly what they're entering into. What are the ramifications if they default? Uh, what's at stake here? Your earnest money. I mean, there are many, many, many issues to these contracts. Which is crucial because, I mean, for a lot of people, this is one of the biggest you know, asset exchanges they're oh, dealing with. And mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that, again, whichever side we're on, that buyer or seller has complete clarity as to what they're um, agreeing to and what, like you said, ramification, ramifications may Truly. be um, when, you know, the close of escrow might be, when certain timelines are, how we operate throughout these timelines. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's very important to us to educate our our clients. So, David, I was with a, I was with a seller the other day who called. Well, actually, he called up and he said, "So, Carol, we're not going to do any repairs. The buyer did an inspection. We got something called the buyer's inspection notice. Seller's response. You kindly sent us over a copy copy of the inspection reports. So, we're going to say no to all of those." And we're going to take the buyer's earnest money instead. Uh, That's what I did. So why isn't that a true statement? Well, because so the contracts that were devised by AAR, Arizona Association Realtors, try to be equal. It's hard to say the word fair. It's equal. Okay. So when a buyer and a seller enter into a contract and they're in that inspection period, mm-hmm. the buyer has a right to say, "Ali, Ali, I'm come free. I'm not buying. I'm the not property. buying the property. Right. Right. They do. They have that right. Or they can ask for repairs. Mm-hmm. The seller doesn't have to agree, but the sellers, the seller doesn't get to decide to cancel the contract. No. Only no. the buyer gets to decide. And that's exactly what it says on our buyer's inspection notice seller's response. And it says that the buyer accepts the seller's answer or response Mm -hmm. or the buyer elects to cancel. Yes. There's no number three on there. It's either one or the other. Mm -hmm. You either accept or the buyer cancels. And many times I say that to our sellers. I say, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if you say that you will make all repairs the buyer at that point has no option. Right. That closes the door for the buyer yes. to cancel. Yes. Because the seller has said yes to everything. Yes. But if you change one comma or say I won't do one thing, that reopens it for the buyer to be able to say yes I accept or no I cancel. Josh. And if a buyer at that juncture decides to cancel, typically earnest reverts to the buyer, not oh, the seller. Oh, right. absolutely. Yeah. So I know that when I'm working with sellers, I've been educating them up front that, hey, you know, there are some openings for the buyer to mm-hmm. cancel the contract. Mm-hmm. This, the contract's been written that way. That's how it is. Um, just so there's really no question about it down the road. Additionally, I kind of go over, you know, if for whatever reason you as a seller want to cancel the contract and we're past these provisions, um, it can get a little gray. And that's when we always like to, we, we know some great real estate attorneys out there, but that's more their area of expertise. Mm-hmm. We work within the bindings of the contract, not in the gray areas. Right. That is so, that is so very true. And, you know, Josh and David, one of our jobs as, as a professional real estate agent is to guide 
and to advise sellers and buyers through these contracts. Mm -hmm. That's why they're hiring us. Yes. They're hiring us, of course, to market their home. They're hiring us, of course, to to either bring them a buyer or help them find a home. But you know where we earn our money? It's it's right here in the contract. It's the contract. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. This is where we earn our money, and 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 this separates the really good agents mm-hmm. from the mediocre agents. And you know, David, I read a, a statistic not long ago that said in Arizona, on average, most real estate agents sell between four and five houses a year. I think that's probably high for the average agent. <laughs> yeah. If I'm really, especially with some of the questions I get from outside brokerages, you know, what's so important is. The contract is 10 pages. Mm-hmm. The inspection is three pages. Mm-hmm. The the advisory is nine pages. Right. All those have legal terms, legal documents. Mm-hmm. And an agent, and the way the transaction goes is the listing agent's job is really important before the contract's accepted. Mm-hmm. Right. And then afterwards, they can't do much but make sure that transaction goes through. So having a knowledgeable agent beforehand that really understands these documents Oh, so crucial. It is absolutely crucial. Uh, You know, and then let's talk a little bit, too, about something called a buyer advisory, Josh. Mm -hmm. And whenever we're working with a buyer, Mm -hmm. we give them a buyer advisory. So, David, why is this important? And this is a lengthy document, too. It's a lengthy document, and it's a live document, meaning this. The buyer advisory was, was... created about 15, 20 years ago because Arizona, some people don't know that we have bugs. We have bugs. <laughs> some people don't know that we have rainstorms and monsoons, monsoons and this. And Arizona is a very diverse environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we had clients complaining, oh, there's a scorpion there. Mm-hmm. So the purpose of the buyer advisory is to let a buyer know all the current topics to the best of the state's ability. Mm-hmm. This actually is is given by the state, not mm-hmm. by, by any board of realtors, right. but for the state to say, these are the things that you might want to check out as an informed buyer. Well, that's true. And you know, Josh, there, there are all sorts of things in here. It says, get a home inspection, mm-hmm. right? Get a home inspection. Read the contract. Mm-hmm. Read the contract. <laughs> Isn't that something? Covenants and restrictions. CC. If you're concerned about that, if you've got an oversized vehicle or you need to park your car on the street overnight, you better review those CCNRs. Right, David? Absolutely. Well, there's nothing worse. We've gotten the phone call. I want my son wants to play basketball. He put up a basketball hoop in the driveway and now the the HOA is fining me. Exactly. We should look at that. That's exactly right. Swimming pools. That's another huge one, you know. if you've got young children, should you have a barrier? If you don't have young children, should you still have some sort of barrier or lock system on your door? Mm-hmm. These are all very, very important things. Then it changes by city. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, and I mean, realistically, any buyer out there looking to purchase mm-hmm. real estate, we want you to be in the best position. <laughs> so a lot of that just comes with your due diligence. The contract generally elects for a buyer to have 10 days. However, that's negotiable. Um, but during home inspection. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, but nonetheless, we want to have you with all of the information in hand. If there's certain inspections that you want to be able to get during that period, um, the buyer advisory is a great resource as to what you might want to get. 
and from there we make sure that the rest can happen. Well, you know, David, too, as real estate agents licensed, we, you know, uh, we, can, we we abide by fair housing. Mm-hmm. And there are certain questions that, that we're not going to answer. We're going, because Absolutely. we do not discriminate. It doesn't matter. If a pink Martian wants to buy a house, we will represent that pink Mar- Martian <laughs> to the best of our ability, correct? Absolutely. So there, there are questions like that. And the best school districts, and how much, is, is there crime in the neighborhood? We're not going to answer that. Yep. Subjective. And we don't yep. want to answer no. a subjective yep. question because opinions change. Exactly. Hey, David, come on back. I'm going to ask you to put your other hat on. We're going to talk about our Buy Before You Sell program. This is Carol Royce. I'm here with you every single Sunday afternoon. And today I am in the studio with Josh Collum and David Ryder. You can pick up the phone and call me 480-776-5231. Or Josh, What's that favorite website of ours? (laughs) You can always go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. And like Carol said, we'll be right back after this short break. Hey, welcome back, everybody, on this fabulous Sunday afternoon. I am Carol Royce. I'm your host here every single Sunday. And Josh, we've got David Ryder. And David is uh, Nexa Mortgage, Senior Loan Officer. Senior Loan Officer, Certified Reverse Mortgage Professional. I can throw in some other designations, Reverse Mortgage, That that's interesting. What is a reverse mortgage? A reverse mortgage is a mortgage that allows you to live in your house without making a monthly mortgage payment. Do you have to be a certain age? 62 years old. So 62 or older. Interesting. Let's talk a little bit more about that because that is something that's very interesting out there. Twist my arm. Okay. So what happens, David, when when people hit 60, 62, 65, they begin to think about retiring. When you are thinking about retiring, what typically comes into your head is, okay, that income that I'm getting from my job goes away goes away so how am i going to live and i've got a three thousand dollar a month mortgage payment how in the world am i going to retire and and pay that so Mm -hmm. what would you suggest so this is this is my passion okay all right ensuring that people as we age have a place to live i think is just so critical oh absolutely so the largest cost other than medical for a retiree is their housing cost right and with the reverse mortgage, we can reduce that housing cost down to just the property tax, property taxes, property insurance, HOA. Wow. Well, if I'm paying $3,000 a month for a payment and right. I can reduce that down to $500, I've almost gotten a $2,500 a month job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, I can yeah. I can eat, I can enjoy mm-hmm. myself and because I don't have that $3,000 mm-hmm. a month beating down on me for shelter. So obviously there has to be equity. Yes. Okay, so how does that work? So it's dependent upon interest rate, but anywhere from 50% to 70% equity, the lower the interest rate, the less equity you need, the higher the interest rate, the more equity you need. And it's always moving, but we do a calculation. It's based off interest rate and the age of the youngest borrower. And the age of the youngest borrower. Okay, and so so would you? So is sixty two a magic number? 60, Six, one person has to be sixty two in order to get a reverse mortgage. The okay. other person doesn't. We can do a May December marriage, mm-hmm. and and get them a reverse mortgage, and the spouse can stay in the house for the mm-hmm. rest of their life, et cetera. Okay, good, good, good. So, 
We get a reverse mortgage at, at age 62, and then uh, now I'm I'm age 79, and I'm I, I'm deceased. Now, what happens to that house? Do my heirs get it? What happens? So you own the house. So okay. your heirs inherit the house. Okay. And just like any other house with a mortgage, one of two things happens. Mm-hmm. If you owe more on the house than what the house is worth, okay, the heirs can buy it for 95% of its current market value. So they never pay over market. Okay. If you owe less than what the house is worth, the heirs get the equity. They can pay off that mortgage, keep the house, or sell the house and keep the equity. Okay, because Josh, we've been working with some reverse mortgages, and mm-hmm. so uh, you know, one of the things is typically the the, the siblings, the yes, children, will call children. and say, "Mom and Dad have now passed, and and they had a reverse mortgage on their house, and thank God that they did, mm-hmm. because it allowed them to retire and to live with money and dignity." Yes. Okay, but now we need to sell the home. Mm-hmm. So, David, when when I'm called out to do this, there's nothing different that I need to do. It's a mortgage. Okay. It's All a mortgage, right. just like any other mortgage as far as we're concerned. Mm-hmm. It's just a special mortgage for for that retiree, but it's okay. a mortgage. Very good. So I can see that this would benefit many, many people, you know, especially today in inflation because everything costs more money. Mm-hmm. Your groceries your gasoline, everything costs more money. And I know a lot of retirees, David, that are just living on a shoestring. Getting reverse mortgage Mm -hmm. is like adding a hybrid engine to your retirement. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden your retirement stretches further. I like that. Well, and one thing that we know too is a lot of retirees out there are sitting on a good deal of equity from what's gone on these past few years. So oh, that's true. I think if you're if you're out there listening and this sounds like something that might be appealing for you, reach out to us, the Carol Royce team, four eight zero seven seven six five two three one. We can connect you with David Ryder and really, you know, see if this is a great option for you. That's true, David. Go ahead. One thing I like to mention mm-hmm. because you guys have done this before, mm-hmm. you can purchase with a reverse mortgage. What? Mm-hmm. You can purchase a house with a reverse mortgage, move in, and never make a mortgage. How do you payment. do that? We get you a mortgage, a reverse mortgage for your purchase. You have to go through some counseling. Sure. Okay. You put down a large okay. down payment. Okay. But then instead of a regular mortgage that you make payments on. You have that reverse mortgage so right in the get-go. So let's just go back and let's paint this picture. So I'm living in a house, and it's the house is a two-story, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm 67 years old, and I can't do the stairs anymore. So I would contact you and say, David, I want to sell this house, yes. and I've got a regular mortgage on mm-hmm. it, and I want to go into a 55-plus community single-level home. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to me? Great. Let me come out. Let me go ahead and figure out your equity, connect you with somebody at the Carol Royce team to get your house sold, Mm -hmm. get your house purchased. I don't handle that part. I handle the mortgage. We'll tell them how much money they're going to get out of their house, how much money they need for their new house. And literally, they can sell their house and move into their new house seamlessly and never have a mortgage payment. I love that, Josh. I do too. I mean, it just opens so many of our people. (laughs) Exactly. It opens the door for that many more people. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a really cool thing. Cash buyer. Yes. They have $300,000. They're not finding what they want. Mm -hmm. Now they can buy $400,000 and still have no payment like they're a cash buyer. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what what a great thing. What a great thing. And so so if you wouldn't want to so say I sell my house for half a million dollars, I and and I it's paid off and I take that half a million. Do I have to put all of that into a risk? No. I could keep two fifty. You could keep two fifty. We're gonna tell you what you're gonna okay. be able to get as a mortgage. 
right. then you decide on the down payment on the difference. I love this. Hey, listen, if this is something that sounds good to you, I want you to pick up the phone and call David Ryder at Nexa Mortgage. What's the best number? 480-788-9221. That will reach me directly. You know, Josh, anybody 62 or older, really, you need to take a look at this. You need to take a look at David. There's a lot of myths out there, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I like I like to bust these myths. And the myths is, if you do a reverse mortgage, they're going to take your home. They're right. going to take your home when you pass on, and you're not going to get to do anything and pass it down to your heirs. And that's not true because you just the case. no, that is never the case. So, mm-hmm. what are some other myths that you hear with reverse mortgages? Oh, the biggest thing I hear is if you get a reverse mortgage, you're a loser, you didn't manage your money. Smart financial people understand the power of leverage and understand the power that a reverse mortgage gives them. A reverse mortgage can actually give you money later in life that you may not have had available to you. Um, mm. Another common is if my spouse dies, I get kicked out of the house. Not the case. I hear that a lot, Josh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, not the, not case the case at all. Spouse gets to stay in the house until okay. they're no longer. Um, you can't go on vacation if you have a reverse mortgage. <laughs> not true. Go on vacation. <laughs> Who, who's watching? Is somebody oh, watching? That's yeah. it. They think there's so many things. <laughs> yeah. You can't refinance a reverse mortgage. Yes, you can. Okay. You can refinance it. You can refinance to another reverse mortgage or refinance to a forward mortgage it's a mortgage now the one thing is it does it is complicated enough that you need an expert at it you do you do and so i'm sure you've had some training on it not just anybody can throw you into a reverse mortgage i wouldn't think right so i i I don't do it often but i'm one of 200 people in the nation Mm -hmm. that has been certified by a professional board to do reverse mortgages fabulous yeah they're, they're important to me they're an important product And again, David, you know, uh, we've been helping a lot of our listeners go into assisted living and uh, and other different other different lifestyles. But many of the seniors, Josh, that that we visit can't do that because it's expensive Mm -hmm. to do that. But we see how they're living and they could be greatly benefited by a reverse mortgage. My parents are aging Mm -hmm. in place Mm -hmm. because of a reverse mortgage. They did not have to go someplace Mm -hmm. else. I I think that's a great service. I think that's a great service. And is this a a program from the government? Is this? Yes, it's a government insured program from FHA. Mm -hmm. It has so many protections. It's the most highly regulated mortgage in the industry today. That's why you want an expert. But it gives you so many protections that quite honestly, the first ones didn't. That's where we got the bad name. Mm -hmm. But every time we found a problem, they have fixed it and made it better. Very good. So, Josh, we, we've got another tool in our tool belt. We do. And again, when, when we meet with, with our listeners that are that 62 or over, we're, we're going to talk about reverse mortgages. And one thing that I learned today is you can buy a home with a reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. That just blows me away, David. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Again, it's worth what I find is. It's sort of like the get smart Mm -hmm. syndrome, (laughs) reverse mortgage, close the gates, all that. It's worth a dialogue. Just like you talk to your financial planner about your other investments, talk to me about your equity and how to capitalize on it. So we have been talking with David Ryder, Josh and I have, and today uh, we're talking about reverse mortgages. And of course, David, you are a senior loan officer with Nexa Mortgage, and you have a certification 
yes. that stands behind you so you can really help folks that are 62 and older and talk to them about reverse mortgages. And all the impacts there. Right. And, and, and bust those myths, Josh. Exactly. I mean, what I know is that life has gotten expensive in itself, but <laughs> as does the aging process, that tends to be more medical visits. Um, I mean, your home and care, it, it's an issue as well. So I think with the reverse mortgage, you do offer yourself some flexibility there with finances, whether you want to invest them in other things um, and your own health. I've seen some people where they have in-home care and mm-hmm. a reverse mortgage has helped mm-hmm. them be able mm-hmm. to afford that. So mm-hmm. it's so a true, great Josh. tool, like you said, um, mm-hmm. if you are out there and it's something that sounds like it might work for you, let us figure out how we can make that happen. I, absolutely true. And you know, that's one reason that we do this radio show, Josh, is because we want to bring valuable information to our listeners, either home sellers, home buyers, investors. It doesn't matter. We're here to serve your needs at a very, very high level. Hey, David, this has been absolutely great. This has been super information. I learned some things from you today. Thank you. And uh, you have been listening to me. I'm Carol Royce. I'm your host here every single Sunday afternoon, and I am in the studio with Josh. And just a little bit later, Josh and I are going to come back because Vicki is out with clients today. She's showing houses. (laughs) She's busy. She is very, very busy. And we're going to delve into that under a million market. And Josh is going to have some interesting stats for you. Come on back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. This is Carol Royce. I'm here with you every single Sunday afternoon. I'm with Josh Collum. And Josh, that was very, very informative information from David Ryder on reverse mortgages. It was because it's a conversation that I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. just don't necessarily think to have. Right. And um, like David was saying, it's great for whether you're already in a home and you want to utilize that or if you're buying a new home. I never knew that. (laughs) I know. I dealt with one sale where I was representing the seller and uh, the buyer was utilizing that. So they're out there. And nonetheless, if it's something that sounds like it might work for you as a listener, we can make that happen. And you know what, David? David is certified in this. He's Mm -hmm. he's taken lots of He knows it. He knows it very, very well. And when reverse mortgages first came out, there was some really bad players Mm -hmm. Uh, that's all been cleaned up now they are safe and they are for your senior citizens who are maybe struggling a little bit with living expenses and what a great way just to supplement your living expenses and what a great way to supplement your lifestyle it is and i mean it's always a conversation to be had i know Mm -hmm. um sometimes there's family who (laughs) reverse mortgages are a little sour in their ears but realistically it's a great tool to just really you know Mm -hmm live the rest of your life with comfort and peace of mind and having dignity, like David said, and not kind of having to diminish your lifestyle. I want to talk about one other really quick thing, Josh, and then we're going to get into that under a million market because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where the bulk of our transactions in Maricopa Mm -hmm. and Pinal County happen is that under a million. But, you know, we have been working hard with Nexa Mortgage and and introducing a new program called Buy Before You Sell. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons we did this is because many times when we meet with sellers, here's the conversation. Carol and Josh, we would love to sell our home. We know you can sell our home home fast and we know you can get us top dollar but where will we go where will (laughs) we go Mm -hmm. so we thought about this long and hard and worked with nexa mortgage and came up with a buy before you sell program and it really is a good way to benefit you because what it does josh is it unlocks the equity in your existing home Mm -hmm. and and it lets you know what we can sell your existing home for how much equity we can unlock you can take that equity now 
You can go out and shop for that different home. Yep. You can make an offer on it, non-contingent, right? Exactly. And then once you close on that home, you're able to move into that home without the double move. And then all of a sudden, we sell your home on the back end. We do. And so it gives you that peace of mind. You're not wondering where are we moving to, um, whether or not we're going to find the house during our escrow period. You know, which is really kind of scary out there. People do not want to be sold out of house and home. They don't. Especially in this market and how Mm -hmm. things have been moving. I mean, it's the last thing I'd want to deal with. Uh And so it does give our sellers um, a lot of peace of mind right there. And what's nice, too, is... This program gives you a base number for what your house will sell for. It will. But for any profits that come beyond that, that's still your money. It's your money. And and many times we have delivered far more Mm -hmm. than what the equity pool was out of your home. So if this sounds interesting, give us a call, 480-776-5231. If it sounds too good to be true, well, it's not. It Mm -hmm. is true, but it is very good. So, So pick up the phone and call us. We'd love to chat with you about the buy before you sell program. So Josh, let's jump into that under a million market because again, that's where most people live in Maricopa and Pinal County. Definitely. Um, this week's under a million market, all numbers are compiled from the Arizona Regional Multiple List Service servicing Maricopa and Pinal counties. Right. Okay. There's currently 7,027 homes That's active more. for sale. That is That's more. That's more. That number's up. The okay. average price on those is 547,000 with average days on market 71. Mm-hmm. In the coming soon category of that, there's 413 homes coming soon. That's up. Mm-hmm, that's up yeah. as well. Okay. And the average price on those is 543. Okay. If you're out there looking for homes again, coming soon might be a great right. avenue for right. you to explore right. and we can get you in those potentially. Okay. Under contract, there's 5,300 homes um, currently in escrow. Okay. That number's down. The average on those is 497, and the average days in market is 50, which is still moving very fast. Okay, okay. Closed, there's been 868 homes that have closed since last week's show, which has been consistent these past couple weeks, but lower traditionally than what we like to see this time of year. There's 400, the average price on that is 489,000, with average days in market 51. Okay. And when we take a look at the list price to sales price, there's been about 5,000 um, in a decreased list price to sales price. So that's a negotiation. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that's it. And so, that's not accounting for any additional concessions. That's just from list right. price to sales sticker. Well, let's, but, let, let's dive into this. Let's mm-hmm. dissect this. So the, the uh, number 7,027 homes on the market under a million dollars, single family detached, that number is up. Yeah, by so about our, a thousand. By a thousand. So our inventory is increasing. Mm-hmm. Our inventory is increasing. So the other thing that you said is under contract, we have about 5,300. That number is down. It is. Um, and part of this may be our seasonal um, market. It's summer. We're, we're talking now, Josh, I would say June and July sales. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Probably July. and Well, let me, let me back off of that. July and August sales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and July and August typically are slower. They're slower. Okay. Um, and then our closed, again, have been that 868. So things are moving. Yeah. It's a little lower than we'd like to see. We like to see that number in 1,000, 1,200. We do. We do. On the close. On the close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, people are still moving. I don't know how much of this has been affected by the interest rates as of lately. Well, Only time and will this, tell. this will be the market that is affected by the exactly. interest rates. So here's, here's what we know. When you see the inventory, meaning the homes for sale rising, mm-hmm. 
and you see the under contracts decreasing, that means more houses on the market. For you buyers, this is a good thing, right? There's Mm -hmm. more to pick from. Okay, and when we see that, the next thing that we see in the next month or two, probably, Josh, if this trend continues, is we'll see that prices will come down a bit. We'll see how much the seasonality affects this because, as we uh-huh. said in the luxury department, luxury section yes, of this, right. um, we tend to notice more sales. We get a little bit of a surge of energy around September, October. We do, we do, um, and that might eat up this current divide. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. not, like you said, whenever there's a surplus of homes and a decrease of demand, right. that's when prices tend to go down. That's right. And you know, uh, those that have been hit the hardest are the first-time home buyers, mm-hmm. uh, with the interest rates going up. Higher. I heard a buyer the other day, for, and I hadn't heard this in a while, that on our team that said that they got an adjustable rate mortgage. I think next week we ought to be talking about that just to see what that looks like, feels like. But that's where your rate is lower, mm-hmm. and then it could adjust over the next three to five years, depending on the program. It's wild because, you know, around the, the last downturn, Adjustable rate mortgages were looked at with such disdain for a lot of people because, you know, they had steeper ramifications when that rate got huge. But now that we're in this market, I mean, a lot of people have been taking a hard consideration of them and we're seeing them more and more prevalent in the lending spaces. Um, And they can be a great tool for a lot of people. It just really comes down to what your plan is with Mm -hmm. them, um, when you plan to refinance. But um, again, it's not something that I think... um, we saw for a good while, and now it's something that it's, I would explore a lot come, of people to look it's at. It's beginning to come back, and what mm-hmm. that does, it, it allows you to get into a home. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm thinking of our first-time home buyers. It yeah. allows them to get into a home at a payment that they can afford, mm-hmm. and those payments can stay pretty pretty level uh, for the first three years, one year, three year, five year, what, whatever the program is. So that's something that we will be talking about. But again, uh, you know, 7,000 homes on the market is up by about a thousand homes in that under a million. Yeah, it's it's. I'm curious to see because we track these numbers week after week. We do. We do. Ultimately, that number will go up or down. Um, we'll right. see, but it kind of gives us a better indicator of what the driving force is out there, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, prices mm-hmm. as a whole, interest rates, seasonality of the market. And we follow what's called the comfort report, too. We do. So um, I know that'll also give us a lot more insight sure. as to what the sure. trends are looking like. And so, Josh, we're still looking at that average sales price, you know, in the very high fours and or mm-hmm. in the low fives. That number hasn't changed drastically for our under a million. No, that stayed pretty consistent. If anything, it looks like we've kind of gotten back to where we were at the height of 2022 before the Uh interest rates were affected. Um, So, you know, to say that people have equity is an understatement. There's been some great gains these past few years. Huge equity. And one thing that I do want to say is that when I am working with the seller, I don't I fight for all of their equity, but I also position where the buyer is coming in from. Yes. I know that when we're taking a look at their prequal, I talk to sellers and I say, look, what is your mortgage? And they'll typically (laughs) tell me about a thousand, two thousand, three thousand tops. And, you know, it's more more and more increasingly looking like double for these new buyers. It is. It is. We had a buyer the other day, a young veteran and his family making Mm -hmm. off on one of our properties. And his mortgage payment is going to be about 60000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to the seller who, who, who has been in this property for 15 years, what's your mortgage payment? Mm-hmm. He said, 
Not even close to that. We could, <laughs> we could not afford our home today. Today. We could not afford to buy our home today. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there, there are a lot of variables out there right now. Uh, there are programs. There are options for you if you're a home buyer. There are, mm-hmm. there are options for you if you're a home seller. We can offer cash offers. We can. We can guarantee the sale of your home. Or we can offer to our database of many 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 buyers who would buy your home live in your home and love your home we can and ultimately it's not our decision how the other side progresses with their transaction but we've even so much as been able to give information as to you know a title company with less fees or a lender that might be able to save the the buyer tons of money so we do whatever we can we want to put buyer and seller together because whichever side of the coin we're on our clients have hired us with the goal and we want to make sure that they're realizing their goal to the the best potential with maximum satisfaction. Yes, Yes, truly, Josh. And it's really, really important to us. Uh, And you know what? You said that the negotiation in that under a million market is about $5,000. That's not a lot of negotiation. So we're still seeing that the price of these homes that are priced right are still staying firm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the buyers, I think once they're, they're just happy to get into a home. So they're being agreeable. Hey, we've had a great show. We have. We had David Ryder with Nexa Mortgage. um, And just talking about the markets itself, Carol. Yes. It's been a great time. It has been. Vicki, our best to you. We'll see you here next week. Same time, same station. See ya.